When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Listen to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by BetMGM, joined by uh, Michael Webb, editor of the sports section of the Arizona Daily Star and a man who has been on the forefront of Arizona baseball all season. Hello, Mike. How you doing, man? I'm doing all right, Mike. How are you? Not too bad. Now, first, um, you were kind of con- you were pretty confident uh, about Arizona with the possibility. You were going to give you a little pat on the back there. What did you see, Mike, that most people didn't? Because, again, Arizona got in, and you, again, you you, you were pretty confident. Yeah, I wrote that they deserved to make it, um, and that was based on several things. Uh, one, the way that they ended the season, um, I think they won seven of their last nine games. They beat Stanford twice during that span. They beat UC Irvine, um, which was uh, one of the last four teams out. Uh, of the tournament that that happened on the road, which is always super valuable. They took two out of three against USC. And then the Pac-12 tournament comes along and they're the eighth seed. So pretty much everyone they're facing, they're the underdog, right? Right. And they open up with a win over ASU, which was a tournament bubble team. Uh, Then they beat Oregon State, which was a team that's going to make the tournament and did. Then they beat Stanford again. Um, the only thing they didn't do up in Scottsdale was win the whole thing. And they came as close as you possibly could. Um, they lost the championship game by one run. Um, and so this is a team that is taking advantage of an opportunity that recent you, uh, Arizona teams haven't had. And right. that's uh, having a Pac-12 tournament to pad your resume. Right now, when you look at this lineup here, this is a pretty impressive lineup that Arizona's had all season. And I mean, obviously, it starts with Chase Davis, but there's a lot of different uh, team or a lot of different players there. Does this team have the kind of ability to maybe make a little bit of a run like an Ole Miss made last year where they were kind of in that same position? Absolutely. Um, They're dangerous and they're dangerous for a couple reasons. I mean, the main one, as you mentioned, they have a prolific offense. Right. One of the best offenses in the league, the best offense uh, in the Pac-12. Like they're averaging somewhere around nine runs a game. Their batting average is well over 300. Um, I mean, there are no easy outs in this lineup, one through seven. Um, you could make a case that it goes one through nine. Um, they can wear out a pitching staff. And you know, when you get into these you know, double elimination regionals, um, that they're just the kind of team you don't want to have to go up against. So right. that's that's the number one thing. And then, you know, their pitching has not been great all season. Um, it's been kind of the, the team's Achilles heel. I mean, they they hit the ball, they field the ball well, and they haven't pitched well. 
But if you look at the Pac-12 tournament, they gave up three runs against ASU, four runs against Stanford in seven innings. But, you know, hey, run rule, right. game over. And then five runs uh, against Oregon. And most of the time this year, if they give up five or fewer runs, they are winning. I believe their record in, in games where they give up five or fewer is 20 and seven. So they don't even need great pitching, Mike. They just need decent pitching and they can do some damage. And there's got to be a lot of intestinal fortitude on this team as well, because to struggle the way they did for a good percentage of the season and end the way they did, Mike, I mean, that's, you know, especially when you're dealing with young kids right here, and that's a reflection on Chip Hale right there. It just is. You know, obviously you got some tough minded kids, but again, I think Chip did a pretty good job of riding the ship here this year. I'm so glad you brought that up because not only did they lose a bunch of games, you know, that they probably shouldn't have during the regular season. I mean, these were gut-wrenching losses. They had five walk-off losses. I mean, right. you could not um, – you know, I know there's 53, 56, however many regular season baseball games. Um, so you try not to put too much weight on, on any one over the others. But, goodness, you take a one nothing lead into the bottom of the ninth at Oregon State and lose 2-1. to one. You know, Emilio Corona hits three home runs and has eight RBIs in a Sunday game. You're winning, right. I think, with 7-2. to two. Uh, in that game, uh, Oregon State takes the lead 10 8. They, you know, 8 uh, 7, they go back up 10 8, and then they lose in the bottom of the ninth. Uh, Walk off loss at Stanford on Friday night. I mean, they needed a lot of intestinal fortitude to come back from those things and keep fighting, uh, keep trying. Um, and I think, a, you know, a lot of that goes back to Chip, as you mentioned. He did a great job um, this year of making sure that they were looking forward that they weren't, you know, letting the hangover effect impact them uh, too much and keeping, you know, maintaining the belief um, that they could do this and that they deserve to be in the tournament. What have you seen from Chip his first two years on the job? Yeah, it's very different from Jay Johnson. Um, Jay Johnson is a college coach all the way, right? Um, Kind of Mr. College Baseball. It's his entire life. Um, Chip's coming from the major leagues. Okay. So he's got kind of a different resume, a different approach, maybe a little bit different way uh, of dealing with people. Um, the hitting has been about the same, you know, I mean, I know a lot of these guys are Jay's guys, but you know, different um, uh, batting coach, right. maybe a little bit different approach. The offensive numbers have been about equal. The fielding has been vastly improved. Right. Um, if, if Jay Johnson has or had a flaw when he was here, um, it was probably that they didn't they didn't field the ball all that well. They were usually near the bottom of the pack in fielding percentage. Under Chip, they've been near the top. Um, that's not surprising. I mean, he was a major league infielder. You know that's going to be a right. point of emphasis right. for him. If you go out early, you can see him hitting grounders. The guys, I've joked that he's probably hit a million grounders uh, right. in his life, maybe more. Um, and then you know the pitching. It's, it's been an issue. Um, and I don't know, maybe that's just playing in the desert. You know, maybe that's playing at, at elevation. Um, but um, that's been kind of the one issue that neither coach has been able to, you know, fully solve. Um, you know, Jay changed pitching coaches midway through his time here. Remains to be seen uh, if Chip will do that or how this end of, end of season run um, impacts that. And then the other piece is recruiting, right? When Jay was a ferocious recruiter like right. throat as you could be um i think he fits in well in the sec uh in that regard recruiting was totally new to chip um that was some something you don't do when you're coaching in the in the pros right um so i think we're still a little ways out 
um, from making a, an, a you know any sort of conclusive determination about how he's done in that regard. Um, he's been a little bit more, more regional focused right. a little bit more on Arizona maybe than going after some of the national guys. Um, but with recruiting, it, it takes time. And I think we need a couple more years uh, to really cast judgment on that. Well, there are a couple pretty good young players on this team, especially one from right up the road in South Point at South Point Catholic High School right there. So, I mean, let's start with that a little bit because, you know, there are some y- good young players on this roster as well, Mike. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Mason White is the player you're mm-hmm. referring to um, who was a star shortstop at South Point. And I I think he you know easily could have been the Pac-12 freshman of the year. Yeah. Um, this year, he has become a staple in that lineup, hitting over well, well over 300. I mean, when you're batting ahead of Tony Bullard yeah. in the lineup, you must be pretty good, right? right because Tony right. Bullard's been like right. the hottest hitter in the country over the last month uh, or so. Uh, you look at some of the other acquisitions they made. I mean, their best pitchers up at Scottsdale were a couple of junior college guys who were chip recruits, Aiden May right. and Braden Zastro. Emilio Corona, who, whom I mentioned earlier, it's another guy that they got from Pima. Those are all Chips recruits. They're not high school recruits, but they're guys. They're his, uh, they're his guys. In. Yeah. Right. And Cam Walty, when healthy, a guy they got in the transfer portal, has been a very effective um, you know, Friday night starter for them. Uh, I think fans would probably like to see them be a little bit more aggressive in the portal. Right. Um, that's what ASU did uh, in their first year um, under Andy Stankiewicz. And they had a really good season. I know they didn't make – um, the NCAA tournament, I, I think the West Coast kind of got screwed uh, a little bit today uh, right. in that regard. Nothing new, right? I mean, we've, yeah, we've, I was seen, gonna this, say, right? we've seen this before. Um, there's a little bit of favoritism toward the SEC and the ACC when it comes to these things. So, I, you know, next year, Chip probably is going to have to be a little bit more active in the portal because they're going to lose over half the lineup uh, to graduation or the draft. How many of those guys, how many of the juniors do you think, though, could pull a Tony Bullard, though, where they come back for their senior year? Are there are there who are the who are the possibilities right there? Okay, well, Chase Davis is not a possibility. He is going to go in the draft. He probably will be a first round pick. He'll be a second round pick at the worst. Right. The interesting one to me is Kiko Romero, um, who uh, played at uh, Canyon del Oro High School um, here in Tucson, went junior college to Central uh, Arizona. He was the MVP of the NJCAA World Series, and he has tied the U of A single season record for RBIs this year, set like 30 plus years ago, maybe 40 plus years ago uh, by Ron Hassey. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's had a spectacular year. He's a really good athlete. He's a really good hitter, left handed hitting first baseman, can play a little outfield. He was a catcher back in the day. I think he'll be drafted. You know, the problem is, you know, he, there there is not a scarcity of good left-handed hitting first baseman. Right. You know, like if you're a center fielder or a shortstop or a catcher, or you can throw, you know, 95 miles per hour on the mound, that raises your draft stock. So right. that's the one to monitor as, as far as I'm concerned. Um, Kiko will be an interesting one. What happened? I, I had this in my notes and somebody just asked this here as well. What happened with TJ Nichols? Because, you know, when I first saw TJ, I thought that was going to be I thought that was going to be a major league baseball player, Mike. I mean, almost initially or almost immediately. Yeah, I think he still might be. He yeah. might be one of those guys who struggles at Arizona and then goes on to make it to the right. majors off the mound. We've seen that um, in a few instances the last few years. It's nothing physical. I mean, he right. has all the tools. He's like six foot four. He can throw in the upper 90s. It's mental. I mean, he's he's a guy who's always been super hard on himself. Um, he's really competitive. He sometimes has trouble 
channeling that competitiveness in the right direction. Um, he gets frustrated. Like a bunch of times this year, he's been ahead in the count. He's maybe had two outs in an inning, and then he hits a guy. You know, right. pulls the slider across the plate, hits the left-handed batter in the foot, and then he just kind of falls apart after that. Um, so I think it's just, you know, it's a psychological thing for TJ. This is a really hard game, right? right. And not everybody can conquer it, and he's still working on that. All right, Mike, before we let you go, and again, greatly appreciate your time. What are you looking for in Arizona's, uh, obviously Arizona plays Friday. What are you looking for? What should the average fan look for? Yeah, they open up against TCU, a uh, high-quality Big 12 uh, opponent. Um, their pitching, their coach is Kirk Sarloos. People remember um, in the 2000s. He went to Cal State Fullerton. He went to Cal State Fullerton and uh, okay. Hold on. All right, Mike's kind of buffering so, right there. I'll so. there for a minute, Mike. He's... Oh yeah, you're go. Yeah, you're good. You're back. You're back. Mike, are you back? So he was okay. at Cal. Yeah, some. Yeah, yeah. So he's at Cal State. So, yeah, Fuller. Happened there. Yeah. So Kirk. Yes, and so you know you might see some West Coast style baseball um, out of a Big right. Twelve team. Like they have a really good bullpen. Um, I was just looking at the numbers um, in that regard. And I would say that Friday's game is a toss-up. You know, I think two two pretty equal opponents. Arkansas is the host of this. They're a top four national seed. They're number three. They're going to be the heavy favorites. Um, so I think toss-up game um, Friday. And obviously you want to win, right? You want to get on the winner side of the bracket. I've heard that, um, that Fayetteville, Arkansas's um, home ballpark, is one of the best in the country capacity around 14, I was just googling that it looks fantastic yeah so you know right. it's going to be it's going to be a great atmosphere SEC um, type of crowd um, in the building I'm sure TCU will travel well uh, up to Fayetteville so I think it's going to be really exciting probably a lot of probably a lot of runs right I mean that's right. that's Arizona baseball the last few years um, they're going to try to outscore uh, opponents and that makes for great theater all right. Well, Michael Lev, you got to follow him. Follow him on Twitter, Michael J. Lev, because, again, there's very few people that were right about this right here. Mike knocked this one out of the park, pardon the pun. And, uh, again, doing a great job at the Arizona Daily Star. Always appreciate your time, Mike. Hey, thanks for having me, Mike. All right. That's Michael Lev from the AZ Daily Star right there, talking a little Arizona baseball. All right. Yeah. Again, big kudos to Mike for showing up right there and Shane Diefenbach in the background. Now, before we get to all of this, though, got to pay a few bills here. BetMGM. All right. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code PHNX. All right. There's a few different offers out there uh, depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, you will get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Again, make sure you use bonus code PHNX and check out all the show notes for details. Again, if you wanted to uh, bet on Arizona baseball and against ASU. Don't even know if it was possible, but BetMGM is the place you want to go. Now, let's hear from the great Shane Diefenbach with the disclaimer. Claimer 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan.
All right. Now let's talk. Let's take some of these comments right here. Tina, the great Tina, back the A right there. Bear down is sheer in the witness protection program after his cat's prediction. He should be, Tony, because it was a terrible prediction. That's what Michael Lev knows more than sheer. All right. Now, Derek Pivko, back the A, my guy. Uh, Doug, Doug Wallen. Love the solid defense this team plays. Great point because, again, always felt like with uh, Jay Johnson's teams, when they did struggle, a lot of them were because kind of self-inflicted wounds, and that's something you really don't want there. But I thought Arizona deserved to get in, and I'm glad they did. Again, the Pac-12 generally gets shorted in these uh, um these type of situations. So I'm glad they did. I'm also glad that ASU was left out, which, you know, they deserve. Um, but Arizona, good work right there. Good work by the selection committee. All right. Now we're going to keep you in up to date all week with Arizona baseball, but we got some Arizona hoops to get to as well right here. But first you might say, Mike, where have you seen any athletes lately at the university of Arizona around? And I kid you not, I saw one today. I saw a football coach coming out of Circle K, and there's a reason they're coming out of Circle K because it's around the U of A, and it's pretty much everywhere. So, again, check it out. J.D. Allred, by the way, appreciate you becoming my 5,400th uh, follower. All right, but with Circle K, all right, here's what you do. Make sure you're not missing out on all this great stuff. Right now, text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club and get a buy one, get one free offer on a 32-ounce Polar Pop. I mean, come on. Anything better than that, uh, go go ahead, check it out. Head to CircleK.com slash store locator to find Circle K's near you. All right, Caleb Love time right here. Uh, Caleb Love's visit went very, very well. Um, you know, I can never guarantee anything, but I definitely like where Arizona stands with him right now. So let's just have a little bit of fun right here and talk about where where Caleb Love, actually some of the pros and cons, um, and where exactly he would fit in. All right. First thing is, a lot. there are people that are against Caleb bringing in Caleb Love. I am not one of them. Um, I agree with you, Aaron. You are correct. I don't know. Uh, we'll find out. But you are correct right there. Um, with uh, with Caleb Love, though, um, there is a uh, there's a contingent of people that don't believe that don't want him because they say that, you know, he's a low efficiency shooter. I have always been under the impression I've always believed that um, that you can, especially when you're dealing with a guy like Tommy Lloyd, you can have. You can talk players and you can tell them a pretty convincing sales pitch. Here's the sales pitch. All right, Caleb, you know, you did uh, you did some great things at North Carolina. Uh, you had an awesome Final Four game, a great sweet, sweet 16 game as well. Um, but, you know, the efficiency isn't quite there. Here's what you do. It's because it's not about averaging 19, 20, 22 points per game. Pros don't care about that. What they care about is how you get those baskets. And Caleb Love, the pitch from Tommy Lloyd is very simple. What you say is you can come in here and we you will get probably 10, 11 shots per game, but these are going to be good shots within the confines of an offense that has obviously shown that it knows what it's doing right there. You have Boswell. You've got two point guards that are going to be in the backcourt. You compete with Pella Larson for that starting uh, uh, that other starting wing spot. We'll get to that one in a second. And as always, whatever I say about Pella, take it with a grain of salt because hashtag my bad Pella, I was wrong on Pella. But Caleb Love would solve some real issues here because – Yes, you think that the guards should be able to get their own shot, but they're also a little bit unproven there. When it comes to Caleb Love, 
insert joke, but you know for a fact that he can get his shot. Um, he's done it time and time again on the biggest stage. Now, if it goes in, that's another argument. Totally get that. But last year, how many got t- times did uh, Arizona have a player that could get their own shot at the end of a game? Kerr couldn't get his own shot. Pella really can't get his own shot. Pella does a lot of things, but, you know, creating his own shot probably isn't one of those. And Jaden Bradley sounds great on paper for sure, and I think he's going to be very good. But these are also two kind of unproven players in that regard. If you bring in Caleb Love, it's because he's bought in. And there is there is a there are historical references for what Caleb Love can bring to the table right here for Arizona and there was one uh, from uh, another from a rival school that we'll talk about in just a second but also got to tell you about supporting local tap and bottle all right this coming football season we're going to be right back at the tap and bottle watch parties for all the away football games and about 15 of the away basketball games. You can get four peaks there as well. Again, check it out. Tap and bottle. Support. Go to the north side or downtown. These people, uh, Scott and Rebecca, are literally the salt of the earth. Great people. Check it out. Support local right there. Um, okay. Now, let's get to some of these comments right here. Uh, Pella is all for Caleb. He wants his sixth man award back. I don't have any juice on that one. I can't tell you what Pella Larson's really thinking here. But I am also of the belief that amongst these four players, they're all going to play starter minutes. You get Caleb Love. It's going to be Caleb Love, Pella Larson, uh, uh, Kylan Boswell, and Jaden Bradley. Those four guys are all going to play about the same minutes, give or take a couple minutes here or there. And we've seen, and this is with all due respect, my bad Pella, but the Pella looked a little more comfortable last year coming off the bench. It just is what it is. I know that I'll get people that will say, well, his stats were similar. Tommy Lloyd brought him off the bench for a reason. I'm going to take uh, the Tommy Guns approach right there. But either way, all four of these guys are going to play around 30 minutes per game. So that's not an issue that I see uh, really rearing its ugly head. As a matter of fact, I think that it's uh, I think it's going to be perfect because these other guys, Conrad Martinez, Philly B, players like that, not sure that they're going to be ready to play. Um you know, same thing. I love KJ Lewis. I think he does play a little bit more than people think. But by and large, I think that Arizona is um, going to be able to rock those four. So what does that mean for the overall upside of the team? And again, nothing's official yet. We're just speculating right here. But I believe that if Arizona with Caleb Love, I believe now has top 10 potential. I really do. Um, because everything that you needed to do before the season, I think, has pretty much been checked off. First of all, you needed to get tougher. I'm not breaking any news right there. Everybody saw the same thing that I that I saw that Shane Diefenbach behind the scenes saw. Arizona hoops just needed to get tougher. Um, you got tougher at the point guard. You got tougher at the two guard right there. And then you bring in Kashad Johnson. While not the player that Azulis Tabellis is, he's a tougher dude. I also believe he's going to be able to get about 11 and 8. You pair him next to Umar Ballo, and you have two of the peaks right there. Two of the uh, four plus one peaks right there. Um but uh, I again, I don't see really any drawback in bringing in Caleb Love. Plus, and again, I know that I'll get somebody to say, "Well, he didn't play well in the championship." Anybody that can drop thirty plus, um, anybody that can drop thirty plus in a Final Four game or a Sweet Sixteen game, I am taking. Daniel Gonzalez says, "Is Caleb planned to visit here?" He has. He's already visited. Check so that, um, and it went very, very well. So. Uh, I would imagine we will have some news on that uh, in the next uh, couple days right there. But those four guys right there, that encompasses your perimeter. And at that point, 
it's kind of game on, in my opinion, if you're uh, going against the rest of the pack. It's pretty much, all right, you know, we got our dudes, and this is all going to be Tommy Lloyd's roster first. So and let's, let's talk about that in a second because I think that's an important uh, thing to notice. Now, first, though, Foco. All right, he might say, Mike, you always look like a scrub. I do, but the generally the times I don't, I probably have something Foco on. Foco has always had the back for Arizona sports, and they have yours too. Get the best gear out around by visiting Foco.com and use code word PHNX. For all non-pre-sale items, use uh, uh, promo code PHNX. We've had Brandon Sanders on here, one of the best players ever at the U of A, and he was talking about how he wears Foco. If it's good enough for Brandon Sanders, it's certainly good enough for all of us out here. Again, now, um, Dirty Dancer says, I'd like to KJ to get 10 minutes per game. I'm in that I'm in that realm. Maybe, maybe not quite that many, but I'm definitely in that 7 to 8 to 9 to 10 minute realm because physically I think he's ready to play, and athletically I think he's, uh, he's a next-level kid. Uh, let him take a few bumps and bruises this year. Get him ready for next season then. Um, but I agree with you right there. Now, this is going to be Tommy Lloyd's first full team of all of his own players. I'm excited to see it. It's an interesting group of guys. But these next two years, though, are all going to be um, all Tommy Lloyd's uh, players. Now, this team, I believe, is a top 10-ish team with Caleb Love. I really do. And I believe their upside goes through the roof with Caleb Love. Um, I think they're still missing maybe another scoring piece without Caleb Love. But with him, they're right there. And then that following season, as we know, it's game on. You're bringing in Carter Bryant. You're bringing in Jamari Phillips. By the way, Jamari Phillips needs to be a five-star recruit. We will be watching him next month up in Phoenix. Um, Very much looking forward to that. Uh, We actually might have him on the show here outside or uh, soon. By the way, uh, uh, Lost Highway says – Filiberto going to force Tommy to give him big minutes. I hope you're right. I don't see it, but I would love Philly B to come in here and say, you know what? You better start another My Bad Philly B movement to go with the My Bad Pella movement. Would love that. But Jervis Williams, you put it, uh, you hit the ball out of the park right there. And, and Lloyd, we trust. And that's what it comes down to for me with Caleb Love. Is with Caleb Love. Um, If Tommy Lloyd wants him, I want him. Because one thing that we have found out is that Tommy Lloyd does know offense. Um, He is a uh, he's one of the best uh, offensive uh, guys going right there. And not only that. um, Oh, we got Rich Carrillo in here. Rich, we're talking about an upgraded U of A roster right here. More toughness. And so Arizona, I think, is going to be a tougher team with some more scoring in there as well. You got those domestic players you wanted there, Rich. So I would imagine that uh, that should uh, make you happy a little bit. By the way, I will be on ESPN Tucson tomorrow this entire week um, uh, from 7 to 9. Would love uh, for all of you to call in there as well. Um, But that's where I'm at, though. Uh, A lot of people say, a lot of people say, well, you know, he shot a poor percentage. Again, we're gonna, I'm going to talk about that with Brad, Alice a little bit. Um, and uh, Douglas, I'll get to you in just a second on Conrad because that's a great question. I should have. But um, Lloyd, I'm at the point now where I trust Tommy Lloyd. If Tommy Lloyd wants to bring in Caleb Love, I would have already brought in Caleb Love. But as we always talk about, I am just a guy with a podcast. This is Tommy Gunn, the Tommy Gunn, the all-time leading wins guy in the first two years in college basketball history. A little bit higher than my resume right there, but we do agree on this one. All right, Douglas Wallen, Conrad Martinez thoughts. Um, I believe that Conrad Martinez is, and again, we try to keep it real here, as the kids say. 
I don't know that I ever really see Conrad Martinez playing real minutes here. Um, but maybe as an upperclassman, he looks to me to be the 12th or 13th guy, you know, really plays hard in practice. Um, everybody loves, you know, gets to hang out with the team party and whatnot. To me, he's got a little bit of a Philly B role. And again, I would love to be wrong, and I'm not going to sit here and lie and say I've watched about four minutes of Conrad Martinez, and it's probably the same four minutes that everybody else has out here as well. Um, with international guys, though, it's a little difficult because they're very, very much hit or miss. I mean, look at Tommy Lloyd. He is considered the best international recruiter in college basketball, and as far as instant impact right now, he's 0 for 3. Now, that doesn't mean that the next three won't be NBA players. They easily could, but it's hard to be, really be able to project some of these guys. But Lloyd, from his time at Gonzaga, obviously has a very high hit percentage, and he's not just going to offer somebody who he doesn't think can really help the team at all. If he was going to do that, though, it would drive me crazy, and it would probably bring me into needing some OGs. Now, OGs, let's say that you have a hard time sleeping at night. Brad Ellis, our guy. Coming on tomorrow, has a hard time sleeping at night. OGs is here for you. And not only are they here for you, it tastes good. They got the new strawberry and cream CBD THC one-to-one ratio called Happy Balance right there. Now, find them at your local dispensaries and OGs brands. Must be 21 years or up and enjoy responsibly. Zona Germany, he was MVP of Spain's youth championship. He's not going to uh, Arizona to hang out with the guys and party. I would love for that to be the case. 100% would love for that to be the case. I think in Arizona, though, you're dealing with a, a significantly higher level of talent, obviously, because you look at that backcourt spot right there. Kylan Boswell, Jaden Bradley going to be manning that for the next two to three years. Um, I don't know that, again, and then after that, you're probably going to be bringing in some more guys. Again, Zona Germany. I would love to be wrong, and I would love for you to be right on this one. I just don't necessarily see it right now, but like we just talked about, in the Tommy Gun, we trust. Now, uh, T.R. Burns, does the Caleb edition elevate U of A over the fighting Enfields as your Pac-12 favorite? It does. I believe that Arizona is the best team in the conference with Caleb Love next year. I believe that it gives them a little bit more juice that they've been uh, than they've been uh, had, and you don't have a ton of weaknesses at that point. Scoring, check. Toughness, check. Physicality, check. Lead guard play, check. There's not a lot of uh, question marks, and that is a big tip of the cap to Tommy Lloyd right there because, again, look at this about a month and a half ago. There was a lot of question marks, and people were wondering if the season was even going to go on because of, you know, some of the issues that were in play right there. So, you know, there's that also. Now, you should become a Phoenix diehard. Check out phnxlocker.com to grab your membership to receive exclusive content, discounts on all events and merch and access to our Discord chats. Um, all kinds of fun stuff right there. You also might get to hang out with the great Shane Diefenbach at some of these events right there. But again, become a PHNX diehard. Great stuff. All right. A little bit of a shorter pod today. We will be back with you tomorrow, though. Um, going 45 minutes to an hour with Brad Alice. Just wanted to touch base here with Arizona Baseball. Back the A and Arizona basketball, Caleb Love. Hopefully some good news coming here shortly, everybody. And another player probably in the mix. All right, everybody out there, really appreciate you guys. I'll be on uh, ESPN. Uh, there is Jervis Williams. There is a Discord chat. Absolutely. Check it out. Um, so I will uh, – I'll be back with you tomorrow. Obviously, I'm going to be on ESPN Tucson tomorrow from 7 to 9, filling in for my guy Justin Spears. Um, would love to be able to uh, – 
hear from all of you. And we'll be back tomorrow at 1230 on the live stream. For Shane Dievenbach behind the scenes, I'm Mike Luke. Back the A. Have a great rest of your Memorial Day weekend.